Welcome to Equippers Church Dunedin. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Hannah Hooker. For more information, check out equipperschurch.com. Ludi just makes things feel like home. I do. Like, I love it. Thanks for making things feel like home, Ludi. I really appreciate him. Um, how are you all? Yay, good, great. Um, so for those of you that don't know me, my name is Hannah. Um, and hello, very nice to see you all this morning. Um, I have been in the Equippers movement. I figured it out. I've been in the Equippers movement, movement since Jacob Levy was in Pastor Desiree's tummy. Yeah. So I gauge that, you know, Jacob's been, well, he's 15 now, so I've been a part of the movement of Equippers for 15 years. Um, I have been in Equippers Dunedin for two years. This is our third year. Um, We relocated here two years ago on what we believe was a word from God. Um, We love Dunedin. We think it is underrated. Um, You know, I'm a hairdresser. I'm a pastor. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a friend. I'm a lover of people. I'm a lover of God. And I'm a lover of His house. Um, And I'm really, really filled with expectations for what God wants to do this morning. All right? So, I just need to take a breather. Does anyone else, like, when you talk too fast, get, like, short of breath, or is that just me? Breathe, Hannah, it's okay. All right. Um, So we're doing commissioned, right? We're on week three, aren't we? Yes. Yeah, we are, yeah. That'd be funny if we weren't, and I was in the wrong week, and we repeated, or I wrapped it up before it was meant to be. Um, But we're on commission, we're doing commissioned, and this morning we're talking about um, basically baptized, being immersed, um, baptizo, all this really great stuff that I'm really excited to bring to you this morning. Um, And so the scripture that we've based this all off... I've just, I was about to say, who knows what it is? We're not in kids' church anymore. We're in adult church. All right. But anyway, Matthew 28, 19 to 20 says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Therefore, go and make disciples of all men, of all nations. Um, And I guess I just want to say, before we kick off into uh, the points and introduction or the other stuff, that discipleship is not necessarily sitting down having coffee with people all the time, although that's really key. Discipleship also happens in the doing of life together. Discipleship also happens when you are taking a walk or you're hanging out or you're doing dinner together and people are always watching and people are always observing and our life constantly has the opportunity to disciple people. So if you think, oh, I don't really take people out and do coffee, um, discipleship is more than that. Discipleship is you might be in the car driving to somewhere and that's a discipleship opportunity. And you're just living life, you're talking, the way you talk, the way you walk, the way you move. Um, And so I just wanna say, I'm sure Pastor Will has said it, but we are all discipling people. Whether it's for the good or the bad. Our lives are discipling people, all right? Um, So anyway, this week we're talking about baptize or immerse. I have a little bit of our foundations for you. So baptize comes from the Greek word, baptizo, all right? And baptizo means to fully submerge, to immerse, to dunk, to cover, all right? So when we're talking about baptized today, we will briefly talk about water baptism and baptism of the Holy Spirit. But this morning, I'm talking about a life that is fully immersed in the presence and the power of God, all right? I just have to let you know, okay? I'm gonna let you in on a secret. My youngest child turned five on Friday. I know, 
know she's going to go to school. I don't know how I feel. Um, but yesterday I had a five-year-old birthday party. And I don't know if any of you have done one of those recently, um, but it's quite tiring, all right? So this morning we're going to have a good time, and you're going to yes and amen, and we're going to laugh at my really bad jokes, and we're going to have a good time together, okay? Because the more you're engaged, the better I preach. I don't know how it works like that, but it just does, all right? So church is fun. You're allowed to make noise. Yeah, and you're even allowed to laugh. Imagine that, all right? Um, but as Christians, we are commissioned and created to live a life immersed in the Trinity. The Trinity being the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All right, we are commissioned. Go and make disciples of all men. You can only do that if you are fully immersed in the power and the presence of God. Immersed and filled with Jesus in a relationship walking closely with Him so that people can tell. Immerse so that you can give out. You cannot give out of an empty bucket. Well, maybe you can, but um, you won't have power, and power is where change comes. Does anyone here like sparkling water? Okay, it's one of my favorite beverages. All right? I drink coffee, water, or sparkling water. That's my quota. I love it. Um, anyone here have a soda stream? Oh, you guys need to all get one. They're amazing. But who knows? There's nothing more frustrating when you stick the water in and you go to fizz the water. And then it goes, and there's like no gas, and you get like this not quite fizzy, but not quite flat, but like really gross tasting water. I suppose you could also align it to like, no offense, to like, you know, the budget lemonade that used to be a dollar a bottle. And like, if you opened it for longer than five minutes without consuming it, it tasted like this sugary, flat, weak lemonade. And so, kind of like the soda stream bottle, we need to live like fizzed up. Otherwise, all we're offering is this, like, not very tasty water and this not very tasty lemonade, all right? So I want to talk practically about how we can live a life immersed in the presence and the power of God. I'm all about practical. Who likes practical? Great. I'm going to pray. Is that all right? All right. Mighty God, we thank you for who you are. We stop and we acknowledge your presence this morning. We take a minute to thank you for your, um, your goodness and Lord, we invite you again to come and have your way this morning. Lord, I pray your word would go out and it would not return void. Father, I pray this morning from the front to the back and the left to the right, you'll come and you will have your way. Holy Spirit, you are so welcome here. Welcome to do what only you can do. Have your way in this beautiful building of people, mighty God. In Jesus' name we say, amen. All right, so point one for all of you taking notes. As we are live immersed. Through the act of surrender. Yeah, who likes that word? I, I don't really. Well, I do, but I don't. I like it because I know the power, but I don't. So it says in Galatians 3 verse 27, For all of you who were immersed in Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. All right, so when we make a decision to follow Jesus, um, I quite like clothes, okay? I, I like clothes. Um, and so when I think we are fully immersed in Jesus, we meet Jesus and he gives us a brand new outfit. All right, and he takes away the sin, the guilt, the shame, all of the stuff that we've worn, otherwise known as fat pants and like holy sweatshirts and slippers. And Jesus takes all of that away and gives us a brand new outfit. All right, that's worth celebrating. Okay, he gives us a brand new outfit. He takes away our sin and he clothes us with his grace, his peace, and his forgiveness. We trade what was once familiar and comfortable to his new way of living. We hand it over and we step into the new. But I have learned this is not a one-time event. 
You don't meet Jesus and that's the only time you need to surrender your life. That's not the only time you've got to hand over your preferences, hand over what you think should happen, hand over the way. Like It's not the only time. To live a life fully immersed in the power and the presence of God, we continually need to come back to surrender. We continually need to come back and get rid of the clothes that are really comfortable and allow God to clothe us with, with power and grace and a new way of thinking and a new way of living and a new way of acting. And it's not always easy but to live a life immersed in the presence and power of God, we have to choose surrender. And it is not a one-time event. Matthew 16, 24 to 26 says this. Then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for his sake, for my sake will find it. All right, so we are called and commissioned to take up our cross and follow Jesus. And sometimes you read that and you think, oh yeah, that's nice. You know, I can do that, I can take up my cross. Um, I remember in Bible college, Pastor Mark Stevenson was lecturing and he talked about, um, we were all there and we were all like eager beavers. You know, we'd surrendered our life, we'd gone to Bible college. Yeah, living the best year ever. And Mark says, basically back in the day, if you were picking up your cross, you were on your way to die. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, is that what we're doing? All right, we've made a decision to take up our cross and follow Jesus. And that means that daily as I choose to pick it up, I die to my preferences. I die to some ways of thinking. I die to some ways of behaving. And it's not always easy, but it is always worth it. So we live this life immersed with Jesus by surrender and choosing to pick up our cross and follow Him. Um, I'm a hairdresser, as I said, and um, God hooked me up with a really great job when I moved down here. I serve, a, I serve, I work for um, a beautiful boss. She's like a wonderful lady, and um, I really, really like her, and I feel like she's a gift from heaven. Um, but anyway, like, the hours weren't that great, the pay wasn't that great, and I just kind of thought, mm, I think I need to find a new job. All right, so trying to start my own side hustle, but in the meantime, I still need to earn some money. So I went for a couple of interviews, I got a couple of job offers, and then I thought to myself, I've not actually even prayed about this. Like, I've just decided that I need a new job, and I would like some more money. And I was going for it. And so I stopped and um, I prayed about it and I just felt God say, go and talk to her. And I was like, no, I don't want to go and talk to her and be like, hey man, I've got a new job. So I'm going to leave. How does it make you feel? Um, she's going through some stuff. Uh, you know, I'm just like, oh, maybe I'll just leave. And God just said again, man, go and talk to her. And so I went and I talked to her and I said, hey, Charlene, this is the deal. I've been offered a job. I'd really like to take it, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, and in short, she was like, actually, I'd really like you to stay. And I was like, oh, poo, that's not how I wanted it to go. I wanted her to be like, yes, go, go, go be blessed and chase it. Oh, you go for it. But she's like, actually, I'd like you to stay. And I was like, okay, I've got this job over here. The hours are better. The pay is better. Makes more sense in the natural. My mum was like, man, go for it. It's going to be really great. Like, this is a good idea. She's asked me to stay. And I felt God say, you need to stay. And I was like, I don't want to stay. I want to earn more money, I want to be busier, I want better hours, but the thing is I didn't have peace, right? And I learned a long time ago, don't go if you don't have peace. So I was like, right, I'm going to die to my preferences, I'm going to die to a healthier bank account, I'm going to die to what makes sense in the natural, and I'm going to stay, all right? So that's what I did, like you may think, oh yeah, that's great, but for me that was like a big deal, because I turned down here what was going to work really well for my life, what was going to make my bank account healthier, but I felt God say, man, no, I need you to stay. You've decided to pick up your cross and follow me, so will you follow through? 
So I decided to stay because, you know, who knows that if you disobey God, then you get really, like, icky on the inside. So I decided to stay. That's fine. A couple of weeks later, she, um, let's have a chat. I was like, great, here we go. And I oh, you should have told me you're looking for a new job. And she said, hey, Hannah, I just, I, I really appreciate you. Like, I really appreciate you. Um, I've always known I've been very lucky to have you. Um, but man, like, I'm really lucky to have you. I like the way you conduct yourself. I like the way you converse and you have conversations and you're open and you're honest. Um, what's it going to take to match over here so you can stay here and have the ease of what was over there? And I was like, well, actually, I'd like a pay rise. I'd like a reshuffle of hours. And she's like, done. I was like, woohoo, all glory to God. But see, the thing is, right, it's a discipleship opportunity. She's watching my life. I profess to be a Christian. Now, I'm not saying always don't take the good looking job, right? You work with God. But man, for me, it was a real rubber hitting the road because I profess to be a Christian and I profess to love people and I profess to do what pleases God. And the flesh in me, have you ever heard the illustration of the white dog and the black dog? Okay, the white dog's like your holy dog, right? And so you feed it with prayer and faith. And the black dog is the stuff that you feel with sin or naughty stuff, right? So for me, it was a feed the white dog opportunity. But my boss is watching, and that's a testament to actually maybe these Christians are not all bad. So if we choose to live a life immersed in the power and the presence of God, we have to choose surrender again and again and again and again. And then go back and choose it again and again and again and again. Not my will, Lord, but yours. You guys doing okay? Great. All right. The second way we live immersed is through discipline. Bringing out the great words this morning, eh? Woohoo! Um, <laughs> we live a life immersed in the power and the presence of God by discipline. All right, so we all may know the scripture, John 15, about how I am the vine and you'll produce no fruit unless you're in me. If you don't know it, it goes like this. I am a true sprouting vine and the farmer who tends to the vine is my father. He cares for the branches connected to me by lifting and propping up the fruitless branches and pruning every fruitful branch to yield a greater harvest. The words I have spoken over you already cleansed you. So you must remain in life union with me, for I remain in life union with you. For as a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit, so your life will be fruitless unless you live your life intimately joined to mine. We live immersed by the power and the presence of God by discipline. And I'm sure there's many areas of discipline that you can choose to uh, work, but I feel like three I wanted to highlight this morning. The first one is prayer. All right, we live a life immersed by the discipline of prayer. Not just when we want something from God. Who knows it's easy? Actually, I find it easy to pray when I need something, you know? When I need God to break through or I need a miracle or something's really hard. I find those times really easy to pray. I find it harder to pray when everything's going really well. When I don't kind of need a breakthrough, I'm like, oh, it's good. But actually, we live immersed in the power and the presence of God by the discipline of prayer. Colossians 4 verse 2 says, continue steadfastly in prayer. Continue steadfastly to get up and to pray, to pray when you need it, to pray when you don't. It's literally a conversation with God. We've been doing the Lord's Prayer in Kids Church. Um, an illustration I used, would, how would it be if you invited your friend to dinner or lunch or whatever a child does on a play date, you know. Well, we have a friend for coffee. Come on, come come join me. And they just sit on the couch and you just don't talk to them the whole time. Just drink your coffee and ignore them. 
All right, relationship with God is a conversation. He wants to hear from you. He wants to hear your faith. He wants to converse with you. And we live immersed in the power and the presence of God by being disciplined with prayer. We live immersed through the discipline of devotion and beholding. When was the last time we just waited on God because? When is the last time we just sat and stood ourselves, beheld His beauty and His power? Um, at the start of the year, I talked about how God had challenged me to go back and um, get to know Him again. Like I say, I've been a Christian for 15 and a bit years, and I felt God say, right, I want you to go back and get to know me. And I'm like, I already know you. Now go and start again, Hannah. And you know what I've realized again? He is not common. He is not ordinary. He is not like, yes, he's close and closer than a brother, but man, he is not a common God. He is holy and he is majestic and he is worthy of our praise. And when is the last time we just sat? Man, God, you are a good, good God. And you know, I'm trying to be really disciplined in doing it. I still read my Bible, I still journal, I do all of that, but sometimes I just choose to sit. Certainly when the sun is rising, because who knows, that's good, right? Oh, God, you're so good. The sun's beautiful. Um, you know, and I sit there and I'm like, okay, God, I want you to talk to me. And you know what? Sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes it's quiet. But I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop. Oh, God doesn't talk to me. No, I'm going to keep going because he's not a common God. And sometimes he talks and sometimes he doesn't. But I am practicing the discipline of beholding the goodness and the glory and the power of God. Sometimes he talks, sometimes he doesn't. I just keep telling myself, Hannah, just shh, and just sit. Man, your girl likes to talk, okay? So God's like, shh, and I just sit. And I behold, like I live in a house with a view, and I'm so thankful. And I look out that window, and I think, man, God is not an ordinary God. One word, and all of this was created. We live immersed by the act of devotion and beholding. And then we live immersed by worship. Who likes worship? I do like worship. I've got some questions to ask us again. When's the last time you worshipped just because? No agenda, no time limit, no formal setting, no run sheet, just worshipped. Worship because he's good and he's worthy. And I had to ask myself, right, Hannah, when's the last time? I can actually tell you because, again, I've been pretty sad. You know, I save it for church, you know, just being honest. Worship at church is easy. You go about my week and I pray and I talk to God. I mean, a couple of days ago, I was like, right, I'm actually going to worship intentionally. Because he's not a common God, he's a good God. And I put on a song, um, and I had my headphones, and I, I'll let you in on a secret, okay? A few years ago, I used to like to pretend I was an interpretive dancer. And so, <laughs> I know, so good. Can you imagine the side of it? Anyway, and so I used to like shut my curtains and put on my worship music, and I would attempt to dance. I, in my head, I looked beautiful, right? In my head, I was amazing. But um, I was connecting with God, and I loved it. And so I'm in my living room, and if you've been to my house, it's kind of like a fishbowl in the living room. So there's houses all around me. And I thought, oh, God, I'm not really up to interpretive dancing this morning. Don't, don't really want to do that. But I felt God say, would you just worship then? And I was like, but the lady's like at her home desk, you know, tap, 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 tap. The other one's over the fence with her baby, eating breakfast. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. And I just started to worship. I put my headphones in. I started to lift my hands. I started to worship. And I got to the point where I couldn't worship anymore. All I could do was cry. Because the songs that I was singing 
or just lifting up the name of Jesus. And all of a sudden I was reminded of his goodness and his glory. And again, how he's not common. And I worshiped and I cried and it was ugly. And I was like, what is up with that lady? I'm just living immersed because I've got a job and I've got a mission and I don't wanna be flat water. I've gotta be fizzy. So I'm gonna worship and I'm gonna lift up the name of Jesus. And that is how we live full. So we live immersed by the discipline of prayer, of devotion and beholding and worship. Got it? All right, last one. We live immersed through the Holy Spirit. Not really, you know, I'm trying to open the water, I can't do it. Anyway, um, so the Holy Spirit, we talk about the Holy Spirit in church, we talk about the Holy Spirit in foundations, um, and I want to encourage, if you haven't done foundations, please go. It is a basic understanding of Christianity, and it's really, really helpful, all right? But it says in the Bible that we receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on us. All right, and the Bible talks about being filled with the Holy Spirit. And when I was a baby Christian, and I was thinking, what's this Holy Spirit all about? Someone gave me an illustration of a car, okay? And so you've got a car, pick whatever car you like, whatever floats your boat. My first car was a Toyota Starlet, 1982. It was very cool. I know, right? I pulled donuts in it illegally in Pukekohe, and I, <laughs> naughty, eh? Hearing around town thinking I was so good. Um, and the police officer came and knocked on my door. And I opened it, and I was like, hello. And he's like, oh, hi, we've had reports of your car doing donuts. And I was like, who, me? Couldn't be. I'm so sorry, sir. Someone must have taken my car. And he's like, okay, can you please just make sure that that doesn't happen again? There's a story for you, eh? Don't pull donuts on people's front lawns. Not a good idea. Anyway, so, <laughs> but I had a great time. I was like 18, all right? Leave me alone. I didn't know Jesus. I was having the time of my life. Anywho, I had a Toyota Starlet. Who knows a Toyota Starlet's not going to go if it's got no petrol? All right? It's just going to sit there. And I don't even know if it'll, I don't know much about cars, but I would imagine if you have no petrol, it's not even going to start, all right? And to me, the Holy Spirit is like the petrol. You put the petrol in the tank and you get the power. You can hoon it 100 kilometers on the motorway if you've got the petrol of the Holy Spirit, you know, but it just gives you the power. And so we believe in the Holy Spirit baptism. When we pray for you and we receive, you receive the Holy Spirit. Like a car, without gas, the Holy Spirit gives you the power. It gives you the movement. It gives you the get up and go. And I wanna go as far to say, we cannot live immersed without the Holy Spirit. We can still live a great life and know Jesus, but Holy Spirit is where the power comes from. All right. I've skipped through. Who knows that technology is wonderful, but I'm also like really bad if you're not that great at it. And I am not. All right, Ephesians, Ephesians, Ephesians 5 verse 18 says, and don't get drunk with wine, which is rebellion. Instead, be filled with the fullness of the Holy Spirit. We live immersed when we are filled often. So like I say, as a church, we pray for you to receive the Holy Spirit. That's great. We believe we pray for that. That's an event. That's great. You get the Holy Spirit. That's awesome. But you need to keep being filled. Just like the soda stream. You can't have like a never-ending canister. How good would that be? Never have to refill it ever again. With the Holy Spirit, we need to keep refilling. And it says to be filled often. The Greek word for filled is crammed. Crammed with the Holy Spirit. That's our default, so crammed. Our default isn't like, oh man, I'm having a bad time, I'm gonna go on Facebook. Or, oh man, someone, you know, like we're so crammed with the Holy Spirit that our default is faith. Our default is prayer. Our default is, man, lifting up the name of Jesus. I was um, sharing with someone about this word crammed and um, they said, oh yeah, I've always looked about filled, like being filled from like 
top to bottom, you know, like a bottle. But cram gives me the picture of every part of you through your fingers, your arms, like crammed, filled with the Holy Spirit. Are we asking for the Holy Spirit to fill us regularly or are we running on empty? Are we asked, is the water we're producing semi-fizzy? Are people better off when they spend time with us? You know, um, I love children's faith, right? I don't know if you've ever talked to a child about Jesus, um, but they are wonderful. Team, you can jump up, please, if that's all right. Um, and a conversation happened one day. Man, oh, so is Jesus like really big? Yeah, Jesus is like really big. Okay, and does like, God, does God, can he hold like the whole world in his hands? Yeah, yeah, he can. We believe that. He's got the whole world in his hands. Yeah, we believe that. Okay, and Jesus is so big that he can be around all of the earth at one time. Yeah, he totally is that big. Don't ask me how, because I can't tell you, okay? But okay. So Jesus is so big that he can hold the world. He can see the world. He knows every person. Yep, that's how big we believe Jesus is. Oh, okay then. So how come I can't see him busting out of everybody? Now, that's a jolly good question. <laughs> but it's a challenging thought, right? If he's so big, if this God we serve is as big as we imagine, then can people see him busting out of us? So like I said at the, um, said at the start of the message, you know, discipleship is not necessarily let's sit and have a cup of coffee. Go into all the world and make disciples, great. Go into all the world and go for walks with people. Go into all the world and have people for dinner. Go into all the world and share your faith. Go into all of the world and do life together. And they catch something. I want to live a life that is so immersed with the power and the presence of God that people are better off when they have spent time with me. I want to be so crammed with the Holy Spirit that my default is faith. I love in Acts 3 verse 6, and um, it's you know, the, the biggest sitting there, and he's like, man, give me some money, give me some money, I need some money. And Peter walks up to him and says, I, I don't have silver and gold, but what I do have is the name of Jesus, now get up and walk. And the man gets up and walks away. And I guess for me, when I really think, and I'm challenged by this thought of living immersed, like I'm challenged by it deeply, because I want my default to be I might not have the answers. I might not have the money. I might not have the groceries. I might not have the cheese. You know, let's face it, that's expensive. You know, I might not have it, but what I do have is the name of Jesus. Now get up and declare it. And I wanna be so filled that when I have these conversations with my boss, I'm brave enough to say, man, I don't have the answers, but what I do have is the name of Jesus. Would you let me pray? You know, when someone comes to me and they're sick and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna ring the doctors. You wanna get sick? Have you had a Panadol? You know, who does that, right? I've got a headache. Have you had a Panadol? How about I've got a headache? Okay, shall we pray? Because I'm immersed with the power and the presence of God and I'm gonna pray and I'm gonna believe by faith that something is going to shift. Are we full? And are we immersed? You know, I'm like... Like Jason said, on Thursday night was an open heaven, uh, was the open heaven, and I, I loved it. Like I got home, Aaron's like, man, I've not seen you that excited for a long time. And I was like, it was so good. And do you know why it was so good? Because the building was filled with people who had faith for the city of Dunedin. It was filled with people who were coming together, crammed with the Holy Spirit, prophesying and praying and declaring. 
not being so overwhelmed by the state of the world, but standing in faith and declaring that God is a good God, that He can do anything. He is with us at all the time. I loved it. I went home and my faith was larger. I went home and my belief was larger. I went home and I was like, man, I've got to live crammed. I can't wait for the next pre-meeting to be crammed again. I've got to live crammed. So I want to ask you this morning, where have we taken back the track pants and the holy jumper and we need to re-surrender? Where do we need to become so fully immersed in Jesus and His grace again? Where are we dry? Where are we empty? Where are we flat? The Holy Spirit wants to refresh and fill again. And where do we need the Holy Spirit to come for the first time? Because I believe by faith that He's here this morning and He wants to move. I believe by faith He's here this morning and He wants to immerse you. And I believe this morning He wants to fill you to the point of being crammed. You know, I, um, I prayed on Thursday night and one thing that I prayed for our little kids, and one thing I prayed for was that they would know the sound of Jesus' voice because the world is a very noisy place. And my prayer was, man, God, I, I pray. I pray that they would hear your voice. Your word says that the sheep know their master's voice. And I guess this morning, like I'm gonna offer an opportunity to be filled again. I'm gonna offer an opportunity to be filled for the first time. I'm gonna offer an opportunity to allow your thoughts and your language and your heart to be so crammed with the Holy Spirit that when you leave this place, people look at you and think, man, what is different about them? What sets us apart? Being Christians, don't know why I did that, Christians, being Christians. Yes, we go to church. Yes, we read our Bible. Yes, we pray. All of that is part and parcel. It's how we grow with God. But also, when we walk places, they become better. When we pray, things shift. When we speak, things shift. And you can't do it if you're flat water, and you can't do it if you're an empty starlet. Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.